Look outside. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is good to restore the natural order of things. Don't you agree? You've never heard of the Millennium Fault? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And happy Mando Monday, everyone. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Mandalorian Chapter 2, The Child. <laughs> so, Kristen. Dun dun. Dun dun. <laughs> so, you didn't get to be on our first episode. How are you enjoying The Mandalorian so far? I'm really enjoying it so far. I think it's off to a great start. I'm really excited to see um, the rest of the chapters to kind of know what's going to be happening, you know, just for the Mando. Quick backtrack what was your favorite moment in episode one? Or do you have one? Um, I would say the interaction with uh, I nine. Is that who it is? Uh, I- IG eleven. Oh god, that sucked. <laughs> that was really bad. I thought it was I nine. I tax form. <laughs> <laughs> There's so confusing. There's so many letters and there's so many numbers. <laughs> Whatever that bounty droid. <laughs> you liked IG eleven though. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah done. <laughs> so. Talking about episode two, The Child. So, obviously, at the end of the last episode, we find... So, what are we calling it? Because we couldn't really land on anything. Uh, Cheyenne suggested Yeedle. (laughs) We could do Yodel. Some people are just calling him Yodeling. No! (laughs) What are we calling him? All those are terrible, (laughs) y'all! It's Baby Yoda. Baby But Yoda's gone. That's not Yoda. I don't care. <laughs> I literally give no cares. It's Baby Yoda. So the yodeling. Hee <laughs> hee. No. <laughs> no. I don't agree with this. <laughs> so so we find the yodeling and... No! The Mando. Yoda Jr. <laughs> I really call it Yoda Jr. And the episode opens up with the Mando and... Yoda Jr. <laughs> Walking through a canyon. Um, I didn't notice this until the second time that we watched it. But so you know how that whole episode opens up on like this little funky little lizard or whatever. Uh-huh. Did you notice the lizards were following the the baby Yoda? Yeah. I didn't. You I didn't catch the, that the first time around. I didn't you think like, I did. You did because you were like, I wonder if they can sense that he's force sensitive. No, see, I must have been half asleep watching it the first time. <laughs> well, I was thinking the same thing. That's actually the point that I was going to make. Thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome was, for reminding you. Was that I, I thought it was interesting because I mean there are uh, force abilities and things like that where they can like calm animals and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Obi Wan uses Attack of, the Attack of the Clones. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I'm already ahead of you. My brain is. I'm faster. still waking up. But anyways, you're are you far superior? I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I th- I think it's cool that like all of a sudden it's almost like they sense the force with him. So it's kind of like the whole episode's building up to that one big moment in the end because we even get uh little Yoda Junior. See, that's hard for me to say. I've been calling him Yodeling for a long time. Um, what species is he? <laughs> we don't know. 
That's you the don't know thing. how species Yoda is? He's never been named. Oh, my God. Because George Lucas always wanted to keep it a mystery. Oh, George Lucas! <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But, no, we don't know Yoda's species or Yaddle species. We don't even know if they're the same species. So. I don't even know if they're the same species. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. So... So, quick first impressions of this episode. I really enjoyed it because it was weird. Like, it was really weird Star Wars stuff for me. So, and not necessarily that it was like strange concepts and all that, but I mean, the Jawas freaking out over a hairy egg. Uh. <laughs> you do that every time you see the egg, too. Because uh. it's gross. It looks like and a hairball, muddy they, hairball. It is a muddy hairball. And then they open it up and decide to eat the. Content. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Next, next chapter. <laughs> um, and then all the stuff with uh, the little yodeling, Yoda baby, Yoda junior, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the child. We'll land on the child for now. That's fine. Because like, it is kind of the name of the episode anyway. That's kind so, of what it's called right now. Yeah. So, so yeah. So and everything, all the weird force stuff that was going on with the child and everything. Um, everything went from the lizards chasing it down in the canyon to... We multiple almost got bounties. to see, yeah, the, with multiple bounty hunters, yeah. Um, Which is odd, because I, I know I pointed out to you that I thought it was weird with um, IG-11, mm-hmm. that his orders were to kill it. Mm-hmm. So he must have separate orders than what Armando has mm-hmm. from someone else, but I think they think they're, you know, doing So, well, let's go ahead and talk about that then. Um, so, with everything going on, um, with all these tracking fobs that we're seeing coming up, with the bounty hunters, so we've got I. Uh, so so far, the ones that we know we have it are our Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. IG Eleven had one, uh-huh. um, and now a team of Trandoshan bounty hunters had one uh, attacking the the child in, in in the canyon. And so, I wonder what their intentions were. Like, if they were gonna steal the child or kill the oh, child. who's gonna kill it? That's why the one that got disintegrated, which was awesome, by the way, um, he w- he was coming at it with uh, his uh, spear axe thing, like down to stab it. Oh, like, I he was going that. to just straight kill it right then. Oh, I yeah. noticed that. I thought he was coming after what's his face. Mm-hmm. No, this is when he was running towards the child. When was he running towards the child? When he got disintegrated. No, he wasn't. He was running away. Mm. He was running towards the child, and then he blew him up right in front of the child, because like. Yeah. Well, the child wasn't way over there, though. The child was back there. Yeah, it ran towards the child. I feel like I need to watch that scene again. <laughs> I, I think we both were thinking different things happened there. I think he was running away. Mm-mm. He was running towards it because the second that uh, he got disintegrated, um, it goes poof into like the smoke, and you see the, uh, the child right behind it. So it's like, boom, and then it reveals the child. Just watch this dude just explode right in front of it. Okay, we'll so, watch yeah. it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I thought he was hauling booty out of there. Ah, no. Trandoshans don't run. <laughs> They're all about the hunt. So we know that we at least have the client who has put the bounty out on this 50-year-old child and everything. You got the client and the scientist. Uh, I can't remember his name. Pers- Pershing. Dr. Pershing. Um who want it either dead or alive. So do you well, think... the doctor wants it alive. Right. And the client wants it, doesn't care, one yeah. way or the other. He's like, eh. Intact. <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> um, so do you think there are other people putting out the bounty, or do you think it's these same people? Um, I would say it's different people, because I don't know why IG would want it 
just dead if the options were dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's easier for him because he's just a droid to... Well, actually, to that, um, I noticed, and this is off of the back of a Black Series figure, but um, on the Black Series figures, they have little blurbs about the characters on the back of the on, of the figures, and uh, on the IG-11 uh, box that we got in work, at work, we've got a bunch of them. Um, it talks about how the IG series bounty droids follow the directives to the letter, no matter what. So if they are told that is what you do, that is what you do. They don't take options. So IG 11 was straight told, Hey, kill the child. Hmm. Okay. Then. So yeah, I, I say it's somebody different. You think it's somebody different. Mm-hmm. Do, do we think that the Mandalorian is actually going to turn in the child? Or is it, are we letting our own emotions get in the way? <laughs> I mean, it'd be really quick for him just to get back to where he's going in the next episode and just turn it in. Mm-hmm. Be a really quick season. It would be a really quick season. But, I don't know. I mean, I think we'll find out a little bit more later um, in the next episode, kind of what his decision is. I don't think he's leaning towards not taking the child back at this moment mm-hmm. but i think he's just still curious as to who this child is yeah and like what do they want with it because mm-hmm. um like we talked about kind of you know when we rewatched the episode a little bit uh we were saying that he the mando may have never seen the force mm-hmm. so maybe why he's like what the heck right could have been like the herd stories of whatever because i think so we don't know how exactly how old he is, but it's five years after Return of the Jedi. And so, I mean, he's got to be at least a little older than Luke, maybe. Because if the flashbacks that we saw when he was getting his pauldron in the last episode were an indicator, like he, him and his family were being chased down by droids, uh, like the battle droids and everything. And we saw that in the trailer too with the droid gunships and the super battle droids behind him and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm thinking that that's probably more so he he's probably older than Luke and was alive as a child during the Clone Wars. Yeah. Which would mean that he's seen the rise and fall of the Empire. Mm, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't have known what was going on, but yeah, he, he would have seen the shift from droids to stormtroopers and then by Empire. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, I'm, I'm thinking that he he was probably alive at least towards the end of the Clone Wars. And so that's why he has his little thing against droids and, and all that. Um, so he may have heard the stories of Jedi. I mean, he, he doesn't seem like he really like stormtroopers either. No, he no, he hates the Empire too. But we don't know what what they did to Mandalore. Um, that was something that we actually mentioned on the last episode, uh, the last review that we did. Um, I confirmed it with Anna that after we see Bo-Katan take uh, take the leadership of Mandalore in Rebels, we don't see anything else about the Mandalorians from then on, and that's before A New Hope. So during A New Hope, all the way into Return to the Jedi, Mandalorian's the first thing that we've seen at all about Mandalore. Hmm. And so far, it's not about Mandalore. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so we don't know what the Empire did to them. And if a, a supposed Imperial client has whatever a Camtono of Beskar is, sounds like a lot. Yeah. That means that 
they may have stripped Mandalore and something really awful may have happened. That sounds right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Beskar seems to be fairly sacred to them. So. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he's not willing to give it up at all. Right. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, though. Yeah, that's a good point. So, hopefully we'll see a little um, backstory, too, into that at some point. Mm-hmm. So, I really want them to touch on kind of what happened. Definitely. Um, so, I'm thinking through the episode because, I mean, like, not – so, the episode, not a whole lot happened, but a whole lot happened kind of thing. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Kuil, Nick Nolte's character, the Ugnot. But I have spoken. Yeah, I know you're not that <laughs> You didn't go that far. I knew you were uh, Sorry. Far. You were giving me a blank look, so that's why I wasn't sure. I mean, I don't really know what you, my opinion would be on him right now. I mean, he's... Do you like him? I do. He's a very loyal person. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't even know this Mando, and he was just like, aha, you came to bring peace. I will take you. I have spoken. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I loved how he kind of like was messing with him uh, when when the Mandalorian finally came back with the egg and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm surprised you waited. And then Quill's like, yeah, I'm surprised you took so long. Uh, <laughs> and I could see him just kind of be like, really? Really, dude? Okay. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> I do like that part. But yeah, I mean, he's very trusting guy and he's very nice. I mean, he didn't have to take him to um, that place to find the child. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to help him put his shit back together and take him to the job was to trade. He could have just been like, SOL, dude. Mm-hmm. You're on your own. Best of luck to you. <laughs> but yeah. he did. It was. I think that's really cool to see in this time in Star Wars too, because I, you know, it, I feel like a lot of times it ends up turning into like every man for himself mm-hmm. kind of situations, and that's why there's a lot of loners, and that's why you have like random bands of like people like the rebels and stuff. Because I mean, who are, can you really trust? Exactly. Yeah. So. So yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm kind of sad that we left his planet because I'm afraid that we're not going to see him again. Like, I kind of wanted him to be like, you know what? I'll come fly with you. I'm not your, <laughs> I'm not your employee, but I'll come fly with you. Um, but I thought it was cool getting that small glimpse into what he's been through when he was like, I've worked my entire life to be free from servitude. It's like, I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah. It's like, hey, I feel you, dude. (laughs) Old boy's retired. He's not coming back. (laughs) I have spoken. I have spoken. Um, But I don't know. I I love his character so much. Everything about it. Me too. Very cool character and very good job there with Mm -hmm. uh, just the overall look, Mm -hmm. too. He's kind of, he's not like creepy. (laughs) He's not a scary looking character, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's just very. I don't know. I just want to poke his face. <laughs> like he just looks really cool. <laughs> he really does. And then on top of that, too, like I, I still haven't figured out if it's practical effects, like that's the full mask, or if there's any CG involved. Because the way his mouth moves, it looks practical. I mean, it could just be a bunch of uh, like a mask, pretty much, like a bunch mm-hmm. of the prosthetics, or whatever you call it. Yeah, and then it's different right around the mouth or something to make it move how it needs to. I mean, move they and build everything. it up around the mouth so it makes it where you talk; it's still your face. Like, yeah. So, I've watched that face off stuff before. <laughs> they build the mask and stuff. The scary stuff. The scary stuff. <laughs> yes. Could be that. Could be. Could be. Um, so let's talk about the the Mandalorian's worst day ever. <laughs> Literally the worst day ever. 
So, poor guy, like, beginning of the episode, gets attacked and gets his chest plate all beat up and gets a nice cut on his arm, Mm -hmm. which... (sighs) How dare you, Dave Filoni? (laughs) And Favreau. Because we were going to see Yoda, or Yoda Baby, Baby Yoda, whatever you call it, heal the Mando. Because he got out and he was like, (laughs) reaching his little hand out, Even made that noise. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So it's perfect. And then he just, like, picks him up and sticks him back in his little carriage. Like, no, little baby. Get back in. No, little baby. I think the bigger question is, how did he get out of it? Twice. How did he lift a giant rhino off the ground? Is that seriously your question? How did he get out of it? But how did he lift a giant rhino? (laughs) Well, at that point, he hadn't yet. He used the force, Danny. I want to see him float out of that egg, then. (laughs) Well, they panned the camera too perfectly. We never saw it. How dare they? (laughs) But I think that part was really cool. It was really funny. I just kept putting him back in the little carrier, like, dude, stop. Like, get back in there. But I really wanted to see him, like, see what he was going to do to his arm. So that sucked for him, though. Like, bad day for Mr. Mando there. Then he gets to his ship. And his ship is quite, gutted. Yeah, gutted. Like, I, I would have been scared to get back in that thing, even after it was fixed. All those wires and stuff that were hanging. No, thank you. So he disintegrates a few of the Jawas. and Which was awesome. Which was awesome, honestly. I didn't know that gun did that. Well, I guess we did, because the beginning well, yeah. of the Transoceans. Well, I, I mean, I jumped when it happened at the very beginning, because, like, the whole time, like, and I was, when I was talking to you about it, um, we knew that it zapped because yeah. we saw that happen and everything. And you're like, oh, that's yeah. what it does. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like Phil Coles. I'm like, oh, well, that's what this does. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, for um, real. Because as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, so that's a one-shot kill. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> no evidence. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. And then trying to get his stuff back from the Jawas, he had a bunch of trash thrown at him. Yeah. Got <laughs> zapped. Once. So, I'd, I said this during the episode, too. So, he's crawling up the sand crawler and everything. Like, they're basically throwing pieces of his ship and everyone else's things that they've stolen at him. Throwing yeah. trash at him, trying to get him to get off. When he got up to the top, what was his end goal? I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> think he even knew. I think it was just, I'm ticked, and I'm going to wreck some people. Yeah, I think that's, that's all he had. And he was probably just seeing blurry lines. He was just so mad. <laughs> he got up to the top, and they were like, red. you came to the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> I know, for real. Surprise, mother trucker! <laughs> he was probably like, oh, what happened there? Because Jaws could speak English. Yeah. Because <laughs> he got up there, and he had like 10 of them pointing something at him. I'm not even sure which one shot first. But oh, shoot. I think they all did simultaneously. Probably. Because he literally got zapped and was just like, mm, done. <laughs> But yeah, he fell pretty hard on his back, too. Mm-hmm. That was like a rock he hit. Ouch. Yep. So, that sucked. <laughs> Super KO. <laughs> um, and then after that, he meets up with... Cool, I think it's pronounced Kuil. It's like K-U-I-I-L or something like that. I don't know. Nick Nolte's character, which is what everybody's referred to as. I mean, that's so, my yeah. good reason. <laughs> so Nick Nolte's character, he meets up with him and everything, and um, he goes to help him get his stuff from the Jawa and everything, and he's like, oh, what are you willing to trade? And he's like, I'm not trading anything, it's my ship. And Because he, he goes through and he tells him, he's like, well, they destroyed my ship. And he Nick Nolte's character wants to make the, the oh, Jawas don't destroy, they just dismantle, they just steal. And he's like, Okay, 
potato potato like for, <laughs> <laughs> there's holes in my ship so right, like have you you want to go see my ship first because, right uh it's pretty bad <laughs> you can enter in ways that you haven't been able to enter before right, like there's not a doorway there <laughs> but now there is right <laughs> it's got a nice sunroof too now yeah um kind but... of like four star seeing <laughs> <laughs> you're stargazing as yes. you're driving through space before you become cold <laughs> and dead yes <laughs> um well that took a turn i know right <laughs> good job <laughs> sorry uh, but then they go to see the jawas and everything and as they're going up uh quill's talking to the jawas and everything he's like man they really don't like you he's uh, like, i may have disintegrated some of their friends <laughs> um and which then, was funny too because he ended up having to lay his weapons down which wasn't even the problem because he's like you're not getting my stuff and he's like get away from the child and then like fire comes out of his arm yeah. and <laughs> it was just like ah <laughs> so well, mm. and i love the the glimpse into the mandalorian culture with with the line that he said he's like i'm a mandalorian weapons are part of my religion yeah that was pretty cool <laughs> But she, I mean, he had lots of weapons on him. He had two guns, that big old fire thing on his arm. He had a knife on him. Like, mm -hmm. he was ready. Oh, yeah. He for was, any type of He was battle. stacked and ready to take them all out. Yeah. <laughs> he, he seems like the kind of person that approaches a problem with a giant hammer. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> his gun disintegrates people, so. Exactly. He just gets rid of it. <laughs> Which it's an efficient thing, because it's, it's like, efficient. you know what? If If the whole point is to just go ahead and take out the target... He's taking he it out never, every time. He never has to kill an enemy and wonder if it's going to come back. That's true. He gets to see it turn into a puff of smoke. You know, when you watch like zombie movies and stuff, you're like, did you shoot it in the head? Because it's going to come back to get you if you don't shoot it in the head. And then yeah. when they don't shoot it in the head, what does it do? It comes back. Exactly. So when he kills his enemies, he doesn't have to worry about them coming back for him. Or ever being found ever again. That too. <laughs> huh. <laughs> it's like the rapture happened on all of the chapters. Oh, yeah, because their clothes just like <laughs> flew. Like, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. And then they decide they want this egg. This, this, well, that's yeah. Well, you know, did you notice too that, um, as Spoken Man, mm -hmm. uh, knew what was gonna kind of happen before it even happened because as soon as they were like the egg, he was like, he had his like hand yeah. on his head. He was looking all like, oh crap, not the egg. So like he's seen something like this play out before. It looks like, mm -hmm. or he knows what creature has this egg. Hearing you say that, it almost kind of makes him seem like he's like the herald of doom because <laughs> the Mando comes in the first episode to this valley that a bunch of bounty hunters come to and never survive. <laughs> and that's when he's like, I don't think I want you to be my guide. <laughs> I'm going to be your guide. I've spoken. Um, and then now he's taking him to the mud horn to go get this hairy egg uh, and he knows what it is. Uh, <laughs> Stop. It's so gross. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Um, but he immediately knows what that is yeah. and knows that people have been killed doing it. So it's just kind of like, hey man, I know all the worst places. Right. <laughs> you want the worst jobs? I'll give you the worst jobs. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so they, they decide that they're going to go and get the egg and all that kind of stuff. And then we actually get to see the inside of a sand crawler, not the belly of it, like in A New Hope, but the driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because he gets to ride along with yep. the Jawas to the location of the egg. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
That's really funny because he looks very cramped. He does. It's very cramped. And, and it makes it even better, the Jawa laughing and stuff like that. Because, I mean, like, like I was telling you, I was like, they seem like a generally happy people. Like, they may be completely mischievous and really annoying sometimes, <laughs> but they seem to be pretty happy with themselves. <laughs> but, like, they're sitting here just cutting up and laughing in there, and he's cramped in like he's in a clown car. Yeah. <laughs> Every little bump, he hits his yeah. head. So, it's pretty great. Really... Really, they did really good pitting really small comedic parts mm-hmm. within the Mandalorian because yeah. they make it still within the realm and they make it still funny. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't oh, yeah. do anything crazy that didn't make sense. It, and not knocking this, but it wasn't like the Marvel humor kind of stuff, uh, the blatant "I'm telling a joke" kind of things. It was literally but it works stuff for Marvel when they do that. It does. So. It does. Not yeah, I love the Marvel stuff, but. For Star Wars, not all it doesn't work the same way, right? Like you can't be super obvious, right? Like Luke in the Last Jedi, but, keep but going. anyway, <laughs> I almost the same thing. I literally was about to like, like the Last Jedi. <laughs> we do love the Last Jedi, but there are moments. But anyways, um, but yeah, so I, I love how they put the humor in there, though, because I mean it's important with Star Wars that you don't take it too seriously. Because if you take it super super serious, it becomes super dark. Because it's a complete galaxy in... in Death and destruction. In, in war and turmoil and everything. And, like, we get the glimpses into the, the lives that it's wrecked. And the Mandalorian's one of those lives that it's wrecked and everything. And so yeah. it's important to have these these little moments where it's like, ha, you look funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. It's like big man in a little coat. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway. Anyway, so it gets his booty handed to him by this giant rhinoceros looking thing. <laughs> the mudhorn. No. <laughs> well, I want to know how it even eats because it didn't really have teeth, we noticed. Yeah, that looks like it'd be super painful if it got a hold of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't really. It has teeth, but. Um, well, I mean, there were. Bones pick clean in, you, in there. If you haven't watched the episode, wait till they start showing the cards at the end. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of it. It looks way creepier. It looks way creepier, and you can see its teeth a lot better. Mm-hmm. And it's it's missing a few. A few. A few. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so I'm not sure how it eats. Um, mm-hmm. But Amanda pretty much gets his butt handed to him several times throughout that. Gets well, his chest plate all beat up again after he... Semi-fixed it. I mean, it's like the thing's made of aluminum or something. I mean... <laughs> like, it looked like it was a, a a bent Coke can when he came flying out of the thing. I'm yeah, like, it really did. Okay. And then his arm piece, <laughs> his, his shoulder piece looked bad, yeah. too. Poor guy just gets beat up. and then He needs to hurry up and get his full armor set. <laughs> I know, for real. That other armor's just not working for him. Mm-mm. We need some more Beskar. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, it gets his butt handed to him. Now, did you think that, so his final act where he literally like kneels and is like is shaking and points the knife out, like, did did you feel like he was like, he was accepting death at that point? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I feel like something might have happened where he, you know, was kind of in a ready position and he mm-hmm. probably would have just like, as soon as it was coming at him, he may have done something and like, you know, grabbed yeah. his horn and. And shoved the knife into it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. he definitely looked very weak and beaten up. So, oh, I yeah. mean, if he got knocked down, he might have stayed. He might, exactly. He There's a good stayed. chance. And then crawled away <laughs> later on or something. Yeah. Possibly. 
<laughs> Unless that thing dried him to his dungeon. I live here now. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to see what happens then because all of a sudden as he is knelt down, we see that thing float in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks kind of freaked out. Well, I mean, as much as you can tell through a helmet, but he kind of looks like... Uh, That's what? one thing too. I think is really cool. I didn't think too much about, but even though he's been wearing his helmet the whole time, is it weird that I feel like he, that our actor um, Pedro Pascal? Thank you. I knew it started mm-hmm. with a P for his last name, Pascal. I feel like he does a really good job with his body language because mm-hmm. I feel like you can tell throughout like his emotions in a way. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you can't see his face. Right. So, I think that's really good. And then they do a really good job with the music, too. Oh, yeah. To kind of portray, like, what's happening and stuff, too, mm-hmm. for him. So, side note. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Because, in actually, to what you just said, like, I never actually thought about it. But I feel like, yeah, I mean, you really can. Unless it's just us projecting onto him. Like, you can tell the emoting that he's doing. Even through the helmet. Right. Like, you can tell, like, for me, when he knelt down and he would, he just put his head down and the knife out, like, for me, like, you could tell he, he gave up. Like, that was that. Was that. Like, yeah. he was ready to accept death and here we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm obviously not getting paid. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I, yeah, you're right. He does do a really good job with that um, because you think with a basically a faceless character it'd be hard to really kind of relate the emotional tone of what is happening for that character right and and with body language and the music they combine it in a very good way to make Mm -hmm. it very known what what the emotion is i guess yeah definitely so um but yeah so i'm wondering at this point because like so when the when the mud horns flying in the air and everything and then all of a sudden it's Drop back down. Running so in like, the air? Yeah, it's running. It's he's like, I'm not going anywhere. What's happening? <laughs> I think the mudhorn was just as freaked out. Probably. <laughs> uh but I mean like, cave, the so first I mean. thing the Mandalorian does is look over toward little the child, the Yoda baby. Baby Yoda. <laughs> and uh I think it's I, I'm wondering if his mentality shifted at all. Because the first, one of the, well, actually the first line we hear from him in the entire series is, I can bring you in a warm or I can bring you in cold. Like, he's like, black, white, you gone. That's it. <laughs> There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. Uh, but with this kid, it kind of feels like it, it, it's shifting. Like, I don't feel like, and, and maybe this is just me hoping that he doesn't go turn this kid in. Well, I mean, but, it goes to show you, too, that he has a heart and a conscience. Because the first guy he brought in was, a, like, an adult. Mm-hmm. was a person. And we don't know the crimes he committed, either. Well, even then, he didn't, like, tear him up. Like, I no. mean, he tore up the guys that were around him. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just like, dude, it's just a job. You can Let's see, as soon as he realizes that his bounty is for... Because he, he, he thinks it's a 50-year-old man, mm-hmm. essentially. And he's like, okay, So he has no, no problem. problem with it, yeah. And then he gets in there, and he's like, huh? <laughs> it's like a baby in a crib. Yep. What the heck? Mm-hmm. And so, he, I mean, of course he's got torn emotions. I mean, like, could you imagine, like, if you yeah. came face-to-face with something that, even if it's not a baby, it looks like a baby? Like, are you wanting to yeah. kill it? Exactly. The droid was willing, but... Well, it's a droid. <laughs> exactly. It was willing to kill everything. <laughs> everything. Then that moved. Which, 
I, I was listening to something um, from Nerdist. Somebody they were doing a breakdown of it and everything, talking about the people who were guarding little baby Yoda and how they may not have been bad guys, and our Mandalorian may have just accidentally shot up a bunch of good guys. And so, which I mean, to him, it really doesn't matter. You're in the way of his bounty, right? But did they steal the child, or were they protecting the child? Good point. I don't yeah. know. We're not going to know until we get a little more backstory on to right. with this baby Yoda. If we do. If, so, yeah. Surely we will. Surely. They can't do this to us. Well, they can't. They don't it I mean, being the person I am, I want to know everything, but I would be okay with a little mystery. Like, no. I don't need to know exactly everything of it. It's just no, cool to see another one of those species out and seeing that they're innately Force-sensitive. Because, I mean, it doesn't even... like. It can walk around. It can do all this stuff, which, by the way, when it ate the frog, perfect. Oh, my God. I forgot <laughs> it ate the frog. that out. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I forgot about that. It's like, look, man, I've eaten all but the legs at this point. It's already down. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I ain't spending it now. It's my dinner. <laughs> you know, I've got to feed me dinner. <laughs> I have claimed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, it's it really it doesn't really speak that we know of. Um, other than like coos and baby noises, it can walk. But I mean, at the same time, it seems to know what its abilities are. Like, and unless it's the force that's speaking through it, because it could just be that connected to the force where the force guides it of, hey, you can go over there and heal that Mandalorian's arm. Yeah. Or, hey, you can lift up that giant mud horn and <laughs> stuff like that, which even now, I mean, not to completely keep getting on luke but the baby yoda had no problem lifting a mud horn but luke couldn't lift an x-wing i'm just saying <laughs> well i think it has walked to a species too does it not it might we don't know that's the thing and so maybe this particular species is just naturally powerful because i think and we don't know really where it began either it could mm-hmm. have started you know in a way where it was already force sensitive, where Luke had no idea he could even access the force until mm-hmm. what sixteen years old, fifteen, nineteen. Dang, is that old? Mm-hmm. Where well, I could think of one's babies. <laughs> I guess I was trying to give him credit because I mean, I'm going to Tashi Station. It's a power converters. <laughs> I feel like he had to be a one sixteen year old. Well, and so I do kind of think, actually thinking it out that. It may be just kind of automatically force sensitive because if you remember in episode one when they're testing Anakin's blood for the Midichlorians, they talk about how it's even higher than Master Yoda's, and Yoda is the one who has the highest count until then. So it could just be a thing of their species that they're just naturally connected to the Force in, in that way. Yeah, true. We don't know how he came about either, mm-hmm. so. It's going to be an egg. Stop. You <laughs> an egg. A hairy egg. Stop. Uh. <laughs> oh. I don't like you. So, we talked a little bit about this on the last show. I want to get your thoughts. What oh, do God. you think that the scientist wants with this 50-year-old child? They want to run tests on it. I mean, these two people are old enough to know... Um, like, to have seen probably, like, the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and stuff. So they know of the Jedi and the Force and 
um, people who are force sensitive. So I think they want to run tests because I think they may not have known enough of it to understand it. So they might think it's something that they can hone mm-hmm. in. Uh, so you think they're like, basically trying to harvest the force in a possibly, way possibly from manipulate the child, it okay? Or something because uh, one thing I think I showed it to you the picture of the the symbol that's on the Doctor Pershing's uh, jacket. Yes, the Camino cloners. I think so. Okay, you I should do it again, just in case. A little yeah. Bit, so um, I couldn't remember if I had told you about that. So yeah, I'm pretty so, sure. Okay, so we're harvesting the force from Baby Yoda. I mean, I would imagine. I don't. I mean, that's why I feel like it already has to be force sensitive. Like they have to know mm-hmm. that this child unless they just heard stories about it because i mean it's been around for 50 years right i mean yeah it's a, so that's pre phantom menace so yeah so and that's my thing too is i wonder if i was thinking about this yesterday if this child had been in the jedi temple previously and was taken at the fall of the republic because palpatine went through and basically took everything from the temple uh, when the Jedi were branded traitors and the purge happened and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder if this child had been in the temple and somehow throughout the years has been kind of passed around almost as a Jedi artifact of sorts kind of thing. So I wonder if Yoda always knew about this child. No, I don't feel like Yoda did because I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like that's where he was because if Yoda knew, why would Yoda went, ran off onto a creepy... For a swampy island. And, and not taking him. the baby. Yeah. That's the baby true. that looks just like him. <laughs> like, he could be the day. It's like, look, man, we're one of two of our species. That's what I'm saying. Let's like, do this I don't thing. feel like Yoda would have done that. Okay. So, you think this kid's just been out in the wild, basically, for the longest time? Probably. Yeah. I want to know where it came from so bad. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, give me a planet name or something. Like, we can go from there. <laughs> it's been somewhere, but I don't think it had. I don't think it was in. The Jedi Temple, I don't think it was around that area mm-hmm. when everything went down. I think it was discovered later on. Yeah. Somewhere, and they realized immediately, like, what it was, and then it all of a sudden became, like, a switcheroo game. I'm almost like, um, I don't know, almost like, here's this child, you have to protect it, <laughs> I'm dead. Kind of uh, thing, you know what I'm saying? You. And then yeah. pass to the next person, mm-hmm. so. I could see that. So one one person to the other kind of thing yeah. to either protect it or keep it as a commodity kind of thing. Yeah, so that way not one person gets too close for too long kind of thing. Then I would wonder why the, since this was during the Republic, or it was alive during the Republic and the Jedi Order, I wonder why the Jedi Seekers wouldn't have picked it up, you know? I don't even want to go on that subject <laughs> with you because they let a Sith live with them. That's true. <laughs> and they did not detect the Sith. So I don't even want to talk about the Jedi powers and how they didn't detect or could detect or anything like that because they're giant idiots. <laughs> that is all. I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so where do we think the Mandalorian's going next? I know we didn't get like a trailer for the next episode or anything like that. Um, but where do you think he's headed next? I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know his connections. He might head somewhere to get a little more insight on this child to see if anyone else knows anything about it. He might be heading back to just go turn it in. But I, I feel like he's not going to just run straight there. Like, it, it's either going to be he's going to get advice from somebody or somebody, like, stops somebody as he's getting off the ship or something. And it's like, you can't. Don't give that child away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, 
tells him how important he is, and then he realizes he's part of something bigger. Yeah. Well, and I think that that may be what's kind of... Because he seems unsettled about the child. Like, he, does. he doesn't seem like he has this resolve of, yeah, I'm bringing you in. Um, and again, it could be just be us projecting on him, being like, don't turn the child in. That's messed up. <laughs> but at the same time, he seems to hesitate a little with it. Well, he doesn't know the what The way he's he cares with. for it and stuff like that. Exactly. He doesn't know what he... I mean, yeah, the thing lifted a I mean, you have giant animal too. in front of him. I mean, I feel like you'd have to wonder, too, if, if you see something... That has this power, wouldn't you be wondering what they're trying to do with it too? Mm-hmm. Like, what are and they then knowing with this? that they're at least the wearing the skin of the Imperial, like the, it kind of makes you like, am I, I mean, am I really gonna give it up to whatever? If these people he knows are the doctors, I mean, what else are you gonna do with it? Yeah, other than experiment on it. Well, and then there's the other dilemma of it too: is that if because there seems to be a certain loyalty to his underground hidden sect of bounty or not bounty hunters but uh mandalorians with the armorer and all of them and and everything so he may have a he may feel he has a duty to his clan to get that beskar as well and get that back into his hands that's true so either way i i do like that either way it doesn't really have to do with money with him it's not about i'm just looking to get paid it's i'm doing this job to further if it's his clan further my clan and to help my clan restore Mandalore and all that kind of stuff. So it's it it's almost of noble purposes, but it's kind of one of those things of is this honorable? Yeah. This is a child. These people are wearing imperial garb. They may be just as evil as the Imperials. So True. I don't know. I don't know. Whole it's, lot of moral dilemma. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I'm excited to see how he deals with it though. I mean, it's got to be dealt with this next episode, unless his ship crashes or something, which would be just annoying. <laughs> Another side mission. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I don't think they could do that. I mean, they could, but I, I don't think I'd be very happy. At least it. once every other every other episode, he has to deal with Jawas again. <laughs> Gotta no. get the egg again. Uh, the stop hairy it. egg. Stop it. <laughs> stop. The thing is, you make it me picture every time you say that, and all I can think about is how to... Dis- uh. <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> it grosses me out. I'm going to bark on you. Think about Yoda, baby. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, did you have any other final thoughts or anything like that about the episode? Anything you're excited about with The Mandalorian? I'm excited. I am too. You didn't catch that? No. So I'm excited. Excited. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. We still haven't seen half the characters that we saw trailered. Uh, Sound like you said it too. (laughs) I know you didn't. Ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, we still haven't seen Cara Dune or anything like that. Um, So, I mean... We still got those characters to meet, and should be meeting them soon, I would imagine, so. I'm pretty excited about, um, which if people, I feel like people should know this, if you kept up with the Mandalorian, and as it was coming out and stuff, they'd, uh, they'd announced that, was it Celebration? They announced that, uh, they'd gotten the 501st mm-hmm. to help them, um, with all of their, uh, the big all their battles and stuff, yeah. and stuff like that, so I'm really excited to get into those scenes to see, uh, 
just to see like 501st people, which I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to tell who's who really actually out there, but I think it's, I'll, I'll still know. I think that's really cool. So I'm pretty excited about seeing some of those battles with the clone, or not clones, but with the stormtroopers. Yeah. And stuff. Seeing the actual 501st people out there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's cool. That's yeah. something we talked about the last one too. It's just that it's, it's neat to be recognized. Like, they've been doing charity work in the name of Star Wars for years now, decades. I mean, like John Favreau even said, he was like, they just didn't have enough, like, bodies for it. And Mm -hmm. and on top of that, enough armor. So they were like, who better to reach out to than the people who have dedicated their life to Star Wars? Exactly, yeah. Like. (laughs) I mean, you're not going to get more screen accurate than a crazed fan. Exactly. (laughs) So what a great opportunity. Yeah. For the 501st to really show off their work. Absolutely. I think it's really awesome. I'm yeah. excited to see that, too. Yeah. Because if, if it's as many as they had gotten, uh, they had said that they had gotten the picture there's they a, took and everything. Yeah, there's a picture somewhere yeah, that, then that I would say there's it's 150 big, people, 200 people. Yeah, there's going to be a big battle. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, exactly. And I'm, I'm interested to see if IG-11 is going to come back. Because, I mean, he was really majorly trailered. He's on, like, the main poster yeah, but IG, it was that same. Right, but IG droids, though, IG droids remake themselves. They have duplicates of themselves. So I wonder if we're going to see that process and him come back. Oh, God. And I wonder if he's going to remember he got blasted in the head. <laughs> he didn't see it coming, though, so maybe not. Maybe maybe not. <laughs> Who else would have done it, though? <laughs> maybe he thought he self-destructed. Who knows? <laughs> Self-destruct. <laughs> but, yeah. So, cool. So, did you have any other last thoughts or anything like that? Or anything else you want to talk about, Amanda? No, I don't think so. I'm just looking forward to the rest of the season, mm-hmm. episode by episode. Yeah. Uh, guys, we'll have uh, reviews out every single Monday. It's going to be our Mando Monday. We're really excited about it. Um, and, yeah, so if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to rank and review us and whatever on uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get this. Uh, let us know that you enjoyed it. Let us know your thoughts on The Mandalorian, what you think are coming and, and things like that. Because uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Yes, and if you have any good recommendations on what to name this young Yoda, let us know. Absolutely. So we can finally put it to rest. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really digging this Yodeling. <laughs> I, get, I get it. But... But it sounds too much like... Yes. <laughs> And it, it won't get out of my head now. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I'm not really set on Baby Yoda either. So yeah. I don't want to want to call it Baby Junior, Yoda Junior. But so so guys, help us name the child. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so cool. And um, if you guys want to check out more of the things that are going on with us, we've got Clone Wars commentary, um, some other shows in the works, the Kessel Runners on Friday, our Wednesday Twitch stream. We've got a ton of stuff going on now at Kessel Runner Weekly. So if you want to follow along and be involved and hang out with us, uh, go to our socials, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, at Kessel Run Weekly, or our website, KesselRunWeekly.com. So yeah. So cool. Uh, again, thank you for listening or watching another episode of Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always.